0: Welcome to the Jamal Bates Podcast family. I'm Jamal Bates, your host. Thank you once again for tuning in today. I appreciate that. Clinical trials are a much needed tool in discovering new treatments in the fight against disease. It is important that these clinical trials reflect the makeup of of the entire U.S. population. And our guest today is here to break all of that down. My guest is Dr. Robert A. Wynn. Thank you for being here, man. We appreciate you. How you doing?
1: Man, listen, I'm doing great. and appreciate you for covering this topic. I, I really do think it's needed. And uh, thank you for putting some and shedding some light up
0: on it. Absolutely, sir. Absolutely. Listen, I, I, I would not do your intro any justice, man. So let the folks know, you know, uh, who you are and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, no problem. So so the funny part about it is like I'm one of these guys who, you know, I tell you know, when they see me they're like, Oh, this guy's been a scientist, doctor, I was like, look, <laughs> the reality is medicine found me. I didn't find it. Wow. In fact, the truth of the matter is, had it not been for some people who saw something in me, I wouldn't be here today. And so as I talk to young people, whether they're poor, rural Black, white, what have you, always sort of say, be ready for the opportunities that you may not even know exist Mm. and just be open. And in fact, um, I am now currently uh, in 2019, I was the second African-American ever to be in charge of a of a federally designated cancer center in the United States. Um, And the reality is I am the proud cancer center director of uh, the Virginia Commonwealth University Massive Cancer Center here in Richmond, Virginia. And all I get to do is think about how to come up with ways to kick cancer butt. That's wow. what I do.
0: Man, God bless you. We love you. We thank you for what you do, man. Um, talk about the uh, Robert A. Wynn Diversity um, and Clinical Trials Award Program. Talk about that program.
1: Yeah, the program actually came out of this recognition that most people in our neighborhoods didn't really actually understand what a clinical trial was. So let me break it down, let me get right to it. Okay. Like like they say, get right to it, get (laughs) right to it. Here's what's up, here's what's up. When you have the standard of care, let's say in cancer, for example, when the standard chemotherapy doesn't work, the standard of care in the 21st century is access to clinical trials. Mm. So the days of thinking about people experimenting on, you know, well, they didn't know what's up and they they just trying, that's some craziness. And, And in fact, I understand that we got TikTok and we got history, but here's the real deal. In the 21st century, we have more people living with cancer than dying from it for the first time as a direct result of those courageous people who were said, hey, you have advanced breast cancer and uh, do you want to be in a trial? i got women right now with advanced breast cancer 15, 16 years out wow. as a result of being on a clinical trial. So we need to stop playing and stop getting all this you know, trickeration about clinical trials and this old language from the 1920s and 30s and understand that that did happen. And I don't want to not recognize that, but it's like being in a relationship. If you get stuck only in the past, you'll never be able to move forward.
0: That's good. Listen, talk about the program. Why, why, why is this program, Dr. Wynn, so important to, to yourself and to those who, um, who, who may live in or who may be a part of those, undeserved, uh, those underserved communities as well?
1: This program is the first program in the United States that actually makes invisible communities visible. Mm. What do I mean by that? But it's the first program that actually not only has our trainees learning how to design the best trials, learning how to implement the best trials, but our trainees are learning to make sure that they actually are making communities visible and heard. Imagine now coming up with a clinical trial in which you go to the community and understand the challenges of them being on a community. And so you now flex or you change or you modify your trial so that they can be on it. This trial and this approach and this program is the first program in the country that allows people not only to be good clinical trialists, but to be good citizens in the context of understanding communities and bringing back valuable information from those communities to help them make their trials better.
0: So what would this program mean uh, in the future for, you know, communities of color and and the urban population here in the U.S.? Talk about that as well.
1: So if done right, this program means that we get more people on the trial. Why? Because what this program will do is, is it'll stop the madness of what we have a practice now in which we assume poor people, people of color, or, or, or you know, people in rural communities don't want to be on trials. Yeah. We're going to change that narrative and actually training people to ask first. Number two, not only will we actually have, ideally, more people of color on the trials, but we'll have more people designing the trials who are also people of color and from some of these different backgrounds as well, Right in answering some of the questions of these communities. So not only we we actually at the end of this program, if we're right, we're going to train up a new group of people that know how to get more people on the clinical trials because not only will they think like the wives of men, but they'll be able to communicate in the language of the people, but we'll also have more diverse faces thinking about the trials and designing them themselves. That's the, that's the hope.
0: Gotcha. Uh, talk about this right here because, you know, when, when COVID started and the uh, vaccine for COVID was rolled out, um, there are a lot of black people, being honest, who are who are like, you know what, I'm not taking it. They made it too fast. We don't know who made it. All that, you know. So, how will this program help change the minds of even those who, you know, were resisting the COVID vaccine? Maybe still is resisting the COVID vaccine. How will this 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 particular trial um, help change those minds of those indiv- of, tho- of those individuals?
1: Yeah, let's get real for a minute. Those same people don't even know what's in that peanut butter and jelly sandwich that they're eating, every time, <laughs> right? And these are the same people who talk also about I ain't taking no needles, but they all tatted up. So <laughs> I ain't listening to the yin yang and the ceiling, right? You know, I ain't listening to the yin yang and the silly. So yeah. the reality is, you know, you can believe all the ridiculousness that you want to. But what I love about science is science literally is rooted in the data that you can even actually have access to as a citizen. So the truth of the matter is, how is this program coming? This program's coming. You can always challenge ideas, you can challenge opinions, but when it comes to data, we can at least argue whether you like it or not about the data because it is something to argue about. Sometimes when we get on the TikToks and all the rest of these other stuff, you've got some fanciful stuff and when you push people say, well where's the data? They're like, "Oh, wait, ah, I ain't I'm like, that's right, because you ain't got none. <laughs> so this program by an African American man is definitely rooted in the sense of making sure that it's relevant and that is real. I and so it. that's the basic thing, right? So that's how I'm coming at you, because I ain't playing all that stuff. People are like, yeah, I'm like, you don't even know what's in your hand sandwich. You <laughs> don't sweat me. Come on now.
0: Come on, man. What about those doctors who may be listening to the uh, podcast right now, who may be uh, tuned in, um, even, even, even medical students who may, who may want to participate? How can they be a part of this, uh, this program?
1: Yeah, the easiest way to do this is if you put in Robert A. Wynn, W-I-N as N is Diversity in clinical trials. You put that on your phone, or you put that on your laptop. You'll pull up a web page, and that web page will actually then lead you to your journey to be able to figure out how you can participate. And I'm really glad that you you mentioned um, why we have medical students because yeah. some people say, "Well, why are you? Why, what's the medical student part?" I get why you want to train the next generation of 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 uh, physicians to actually do these trials. But why? It's because most of our rural, poor, black and tan kids. Have no even exposure to the power of science and the power of how that science can impact our communities. So we decided that we were going to reach back and make sure that our young folk actually also had experience and exposure to this stuff early.
0: I love it. Talk about the uh, nonprofits, the uh, nonprofits and healthcare providers who all came together to help make this uh, this program possible i'm sure it took a lot of work a lot of hands went into this so talk about those individuals and those organizations who you know who had who had a helping hand and helping hand and making this thing possible
1: oh uh, this is straight Wu-Tang up in here there. right so so here's what happened straight Wu-Tang up yeah. in here i mean give it a shout out right so happened was i came up with an idea but the folks at Bristol Myers Squibb Foundation particularly after George Floyd said how do we make this real mm-hmm. and how do we move the needle and that partnership then led to building an energy that then got people like Gilead and got people like Amgen and the uh, AACR and ASCO and all those other folks together to say, this is a big idea. And so the partnership is one that is not only evolving, but the partnership is one in which every single day we get even more geeked by one another about how we're making this program better. It's been
0: it. wonderful. That's good, man. We're chatting today with uh, Dr. Uh, Wynn once again. Listen, for those listening right now who want more information about this program, uh, how to participate in in clinical trials, who are going to be like you and say, you know what? I may not know what's in my peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I want to find out what's in these uh, trials. You know what I'm saying? How can they get more information and find out more information about about the uh, program? I I
1: hear that. Well, you know, again, um, if you go to Robert A. Wynn, Diversity in Clinical Trials, you start there, you'll get more information. And as Biggie said, if you don't know,
0: now you know. I love it. Dr. Robert A. Wynn, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much, sir. Thank God for everything you're doing. To, uh, for our community, man. We appreciate you, okay? Appreciate you. Yes, sir. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the Jamal Bakes Podcast family. Thank you. Spread the word and make sure you subscribe, all right? And we'll talk to you next time.